Hello and welcome to this new episode of the Neo Marais Show. My name is Thomas Daam. Today we are in Amsterdam at the studio of graphic designer Hansje van Haarlem. And Hansje is maybe best known for alphabet textures and pattern designs. They are colorful and it's a balance between typography and psychedelic patterns and maybe a little bit of optical illusion. She's just back from New York where she gave a lecture at uh, Typographics, which is a type conference. And Hansje just published her third sketchbook, which is printed in 28 Pantone colors. At the same time, she has an exhibition in the exhibition space of the special collection of the University of Amsterdam. And it's called Hansje van Haarlem in Patterns, a reaction to the main exhibition Modernism in Print, which is to October 1st, 2017. The thing where we're going to talk about today is she became art director of the music and cultural festival Lowlands. That's always the third weekend in August. Um, yeah, Hansje, it's great to be in your studio. <laughs> great to have you. <laughs> and and um, before we dive deep in this project of the creating the new identity of um, Lowlands, um, can you tell a little bit about how you started to become a graphic designer? Um, I went to art school. <laughs> yeah. Um, and what the thing I hated most about uh, graphic design was typography. Uh, I had to change. Uh, I had to change art school to a, s- uh, a space where they didn't really have so much rules. It was Rietveld a- Academy, um, and there uh, I just discovered I really, really liked typography. Um, and from there on, after graduation, I just started to get my first projects. Um, I never decided to become a, a self-employed designer, but I just kept yeah. receiving phone calls, and um, and with the, within a blink of an eye, you're 14 years along. <laughs> At the Rietveld Academy, your interest came for typography, and then also came this interest for pattern design. No, I think the. Um, the uh, at Rietveld, at that moment, we were taught uh, more the uh, the conceptual part of design, and the fashion at that point was if if it doesn't if it's not content, you can take it, uh, leave it away and see if, if your concept is still there. So I was trained in the art of uh, leaving stuff out, and I remember after school, um, one of my first assignments, I just placed a line somewhere in a design and I thought, oh, they will probably be mad at me because the line is not a concept or a content. Mm. And they didn't mind, so I kept on making more lines and that, that way I claimed um, my own uh, taste in graphic design, uh, which um, uh, I think is heavily based upon the fact that I, I, got, I got a very thorough uh, education on what you need, what mm. the bare necessities for graphic design are, but the decoration and the pattern design is a discovery I made myself. Mm-hmm. It became, it started with making uh, uh, type treatments, so el- drawing alphabets. I was not so much interested in making the letter shape, but more the texture. Um, and I just made the letters grow a little bit more and a little bit more until it, it actually was not legible as a letter anymore. And that's where I ended up making patterns. Like when I bege- began designing, I think everything was black and white. I thought text is black, paper is white. That's that's the norm. Mm. And uh, when I started designing hardcover books, uh, it was clear that white linen was not sustainable. If, if you make a book design that needs to be on a table, mm. uh, white linen is like gets dirty really easily and that's where colors entered 
Uh, and then I thought, hmm, it looks much nicer if you make it into a color. And then I started doing uh, screen printing for uh, my own uh, home gallery I had for a while. And then it became much more fun to, to use colored paper and colored ink. So that's how I, I kind of trained myself into using colors. Mm. I think for a lot of designers, it's something that you're afraid of or you, it's hard to deal with. Especially because I don't really like the way colors look on screen. I like when they keep come out of the 28 uh, <laughs> Pantone colors. Yeah. Or, um, I use actually uh, use material as a color, um, but I think it, it became it, it, it's very gradual that I start with white and black and white, and then uh, sometimes it was a client that said, "But well, we need color." So mm-hmm. then, with a lot of effort, I put some color into the black and white design. Mm-hmm. But I think it's something that take one step at a time. It, it didn't become bombastic or colorful overnight. If you get the chance to work with materials like uh, book linen for book uh, mm-hmm. uh, hardcover books. Uh, and foil print, it's boring to use black and white. You think, oh, but I can use gold and I can use purple and I can mm. use glitter. And so mm. it's like being in a candy store um, and then uh, there's a, a lot more options. Yeah. And the same with uh, screen printing. Uh, if you do screen printing, white paper and black ink, it's too much effort. It's easier to go to a print shop and just have black and white prints. Yeah. So there you start to challenge yourself, like how can I use the technique into something that I could not do on a copier? Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of the, 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 the game I play with myself, like how... Uh, and by nature, I think I still make stuff black and white, and I think, no, no, it's boring, it should be color. So it, but it's, it's not something I do easily. Yeah, okay. Let's go to the, to the Low Lens project, um, which is in black and white and has little color. Mm. A little bit of color. Like well, it started black and white, but m- the main, main things are in color now. Okay. But it will be on the festival. After 25 years, Lowlands wanted to change. They chose you to become the new designer of the mm-hmm. festival. Can you tell how that came about? Um, well, it was a Saturday afternoon. I was at the car rental to get a car for my holiday and I got an email from the director of Lowlands. And I told my boyfriend, like, hey, the director of Lowlands on a Saturday. Uh, if, and I, I thought if he wanted something uh, like a a flag or a banner it should be quick because I was going I was about to go on a holiday and then we managed to uh, make an appointment and then he said well I want you to be the new designer and it was kind of a shock because I had not expected that at all Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we started talking okay but you know you knew each other already no okay totally out of the blue yeah for me at least yeah yeah yeah, yeah. okay (laughs) I think they've been thinking about it for a while but Okay, and, and have you have you visited the festival before? Yes. Like as a you like the taste of music and the, um, where the festival stands for? Yeah, well, I, uh, I I had not been there for over a decade, I think, but in my teen and early twenties, yeah. uh, I visited a couple of times in okay. a row. So I, I knew the feeling. I knew and that's also what appealed to me. That I thought it is a big assignment, but it's something that I can, I can stand for. It's something mm-hmm. that I feel attracted to. And yeah, really imagine putting my energy into is it a bucket list project well i've been fantasizing together with a good designer friend of mine what if we could have a project like lowlands mm-hmm. so but I, I i don't i don't think that at that point i thought oh this i have to do once in my life but i remember that we talked about it like a project like lowlands would be big enough for us to cooperate yeah. into so as a, as a concept or doing something so big uh, was on my bucket list um, I just never imagined that Lowlands would, was in within my reach or something. Why not? I don't know. Just 
they already had a designer. Yeah, 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 yeah. and they had a designer for a very long time. Yes. So um, yeah, and um, you already said it a bit. It, a bit. It's a, it's a big project. Can you describe um, the size of the project and what kind of elements it mm-hmm. goes from? Um, well, this was also a big surprise for me. But when well, when we started talking about this project, they made clear that it's 11 months a year design work. Uh, wow. Which for a three-day festival, it's hard to believe. Like, how can you design for a festival 11 months a year? Hi, it's Thomas. I have to break in. During the interview, we mixed up some months. The Lowlands Festival is in August. Then the organization takes off in September for holiday. The design process starts in October with the first deadline in December. The first deadline is uh, to put everything up for the website, which is launched in January. So before Christmas... Uh, the office in charge of making the website needs all the new uh, design content. Uh, this year, of course, there was a lot of work because we had to start from scratch. Next year will be easier because we have a base and we just mm. ch- make some changes. Um, and then the first announcements started to come. So the, 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 f- the first big announcement of the first names, and that's already in February. So that's a big uh, um, uh, high pressure. A lot of work around that time, and then we start. Wor- well, this year we started working on the parking tickets, the deals, um, and that's a list of about forty things that have to be designed, and they're tested and they're sent back. And um, of course, this year was a l- was everything was for the first time, so yeah. it took a lot, lot more effort. Um, and then there's a lot of uh, commercials or advertisements. Uh, things that are very last minute, like, hey, can you have this finished by tomorrow? Can you have this, this finished by, by next week? So, uh, and it's not because the client decides late, but it's because they just made a deal with the booker and they, the yeah. part of the deal that it has to be uh, published uh, quite soon. Um, and this year, uh, we also made uh, the design for a festival tent. So it's just going to be a new wow. tent. Uh, not the design of the how the tent looks, but what's on it. It's, it's hard because when you're in the middle of it, it's hard to understand... Uh, because now it looks like a small list of things that, but it's non-stop. Yeah, uh, it's it's always. Yeah, there. you in your talk, um, I watched your talk that you gave in uh, at the uh, typographics, and you said that I'm I'm designing for so for Instagram and Facebook. It's like a lot of that, of course. Also, yeah, that that's kind of nice, but also a bit not a disappointing, but a dissolution. Uh, because I thought, oh, I'm going to design for a festival. So I was imagining yeah. big posters, big banners, uh, flags, uh, festival yeah. tent. Uh, so I designed something which is very detailed with a line grid, a horizontal and vertical <laughs> line grid. And where the lines meet, you can see topography. That was the the main focus. And I uh, worked together with Jus van Rossum, a yeah. programmer who made stuff manageable so that not everything is a drawing, but everything is a render. And uh, and then you get the message, oh, but we need something uh, 320 pixels. And you realize, like, okay, if we want the grid to be visible and not make yeah. a blurry gray, we can only fit in five letters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so um, that was a realization uh, that, yeah, that would just happen during the process. Yeah, but it's also like a technical, you get a technical difficulty yeah. to... Well, and I made, I made uh, a difficult decision to make a non-scalable identity yeah. and I remember that from all the things I heard about this is my, the first time I'm designing an identity 
from all the things I heard that it's always says that it needs to be scalable. And I thought yeah. scalable is something or you, you give it in vector so they can make it bigger and yeah. smaller. And didn't realize like oh it also has to be not technically scalable but visual also scalable. Yeah. So that's um that's something I have to fix for next year. I yeah. Think. Okay. Yeah. Although so I, th- I st- I'm still very excited about the system and the, um, the design. Uh, how we manage how we imagine the design. But mm. in practice, if you if you design for Instagram, you need something which is also charming on a different size. Yeah. That's flexible and it's fle- that yeah. it's flexible in a certain size. And the thing now is that if somebody, like for instance, we're making uh, stuff for merchandise, they want yeah. to do embroidery or make patches, and then I give, then I first need to know how big will it be, because then I can yes. decide the the thickness of the line. If they if they, if I make a certain size and they scale it down, then the line becomes too thin and they cannot uh, produce it anymore. Yeah. Um, so that's stuff that makes stuff really complicated. Can you describe um, the visual aesthetics of the identity that you created? Well, I just saw, um, when I was in New York in the Met Museum, I saw uh, a work by Solo Witt, mm-hmm. uh, which is basically um, uh, a hor- horizontal lines, black and white, and uh, there's a, the in the middle is a circle, and in the, s- the shape of the circle, the lines are not horizontal, but vertical. Yeah. In essence, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. But what the the thing I'm doing differently is that I'm connecting uh, the, the vertical lines, the to, vertical the lines to the horizontal lines. Yeah. And I'm not doing that with a circle, but I'm doing that with topography, with uh, the Raptor Razor Bob, their mascot, um, with other kind of images, and um, that change that is really tr- um, tempting. No, not tempting. It is really uh, playing with the legibility. So sometimes you can recognize a letter, sometimes not. And of course, if there's a band name being announced, you need to make it very legible. So then I can play with the the, the grid size and mm. the stroke width mm. of the of the letters. But what you get is something where um, it becomes very optical because your eyes they react, they don't know where to focus because the black and white is equally strong. Um, so that's a nice play field. So and, and then also you have to encounter the distance that people see it yes like for example you do, you see it on a screen you see it on printed matter and you see it like as you just told uh, on the skin of a tent yes that's 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 kind of the, um, the, the things we're dealing with yeah, <laughs> on yeah, a day-to-day yeah. Base. and how do you test that um, well for screen of course you can test it um, the thing is that we made a, a website for uh, for screen, for iPad, and for uh, phone, and I think we made three versions of all the animations we made, and three versions of the type, and three versions, because it wasn't wasn't working. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would scale down the the desktop to uh, to an iPhone, you would see gray, just yeah. only because it mixes into one color. Um, so for screen, it's it's testable for all the printed matter as well. Mm-hmm. You just print it out. Uh, for posters, yeah, I think it's it's very good to get a um, to realize like what's the actual size. So even if it's a tent, you print out pieces yeah. one on one. Mm-hmm. You t- you take uh, a few steps back and thinking, okay, does it still work? Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. Um, but you you cannot trust your screen because if it scales down, um, you don't know what you're doing. Now, and, no. and testing one to one is very very important yes. in this case. Yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. 
but but that's something that's always been part of my work but before I would just make one poster or one cover yeah and now I'm doing it for all the imaginable yeah. stuff and every time they, they pop a new question pops up and uh, you realize like oh we haven't thought that we should also make this system work for a keychain or for yeah. a, a bottle or for um, um, and does it work we well, we have uh, already in the beginning, we realized that this system is not going to work for all the information. Um, so f also from the same uh, Python based script that we're using, um, made by Just for Rossum in Drawbot, uh, we were, we, Just was able to uh, make a distillation for um, a standalone font. And we made two fonts, one that is black with some details and the other one which it has a still an, a surface and an openness in it. And I think that th those two fonts really help us to maintain the style and to also use it in smaller mm -hmm. fonts. Like if you have an advertisement of uh, like 10 centimeters high and you have to put in 115 names, there's no space for detailing. No. You're just happy if everything is legible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And they kind of warned me for it, but I thought, oh, I'll find a solution. And that's all. That's I think that's what designing is about. Like it's very difficult to from the beginning to overview all the possibilities. I think you just have to start with an illusion and then from there on yeah. uh, find find the solutions. So I think there's, there's more to a style than uh, always using the grid. So I think um, an identity can be much more flexible mm -hmm. because it's a, it's a way of treating your mm -hmm. information. And... Um, uh, um, it's a I'm, I'm going to refer to the lecture that you gave in, mm -hmm. in, in New York and um, you mentioned that um, the director Eric van Edenburg said um, every year we're going to throw an arrow on your wall and that becomes the identity of the mm -hmm. festival and did that also happen like now like he was like I like this or how did how did this choice came for the black and white because I'm curious, like yeah. if he says did this. Well, the, the thing is, we did a um, a brainstorm sketch session before we actually started. Mm -hmm. There was two days of, of non-stop sketching without having a deadline that it had to be finished. The only thing was, I will show you what I what I do in two days and what yeah. what would be my approach if I just open up the the brainstorm session. And uh, there, I've been making tests with animation with a. Uh, uh, logos with type treatment and um, the way I sketch is I, I also take samples of stuff that I've been making before yeah. and one of the samples that I used was uh, um, uh, type treatment for the W uh, which I made for my boyfriend uh, as a gift and I made that type treatment into Lowlands and um, when I showed that one they said oh but this looks very nice mm -hmm. And when I showed that one to the programmer, uh, he said, oh, but I can program that. Mm -hmm. And then I thought, okay, this is a start, but we'll make something else later on. Yeah. And then suddenly there was a deadline. Yeah. And then I thought, okay, everybody likes it. Technically it's possible. Yeah. Go for it. Go for it. Yeah. And that's also why we, there was not the, the chance of exploring if, if the system would work. We were just very happy that um, we took the step of something which before would take me like three hours to make one drawing because I have to connect all the mm -hmm. all the open endpoints and now somebody made me into, made me like this magical machine that I can just yeah. press play and then I ha have an image and if I press play in a different way I get an animation out of it um, so uh, it is a way of continuing their uh, 
from a starting point that I had already created before Lowlands was in the yeah. picture. But it's also a way of how you work. Yes. Like you sketch doing other projects mm -hmm. and then when a project comes you start digging through all your sketches and then well ideally for every project i have i sit down and i have a week of non-stop sketching and yes. then i take the best out of it but in practice um sometimes there's not so much time and you're thinking okay i can start from from zero but i can also start from 60 percent from something i had not have not used for a big project before yeah and uh, i think that really gives the best for everyone because for me I can continue something that I was already interested in mm -hmm. and for the client uh, they get a level of design w where they don't have to pay for it because it I've already created yeah, it yeah, yeah. so um, yeah exactly so I well, make better nice stuff in shorter time due to the fact that I was very inefficient for a long time because <laughs> <laughs> because of your manual work your no, not, not so much manual but, be, but because I was creating out of I think it was always a solution for panic mm -hmm. that I thought oh my god the deadline and I don't know what to do and then they will find out I'm actually not a good designer and I would just start making 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 mm -hmm. and then uh, a few days like before the deadline I, I would take some time like okay there must be something good in between these sketches and then I would pick out something that was like the most potential and would continue working on that one but the other stuff is is maybe not good for that occasion or was yeah. also good but just didn't get my attention yeah. Um, and that for me became like a catalog of possibilities that mm -hmm. um, I've made my publications out yeah. of. Uh, and I think that is an inef inefficient way because I could have also maybe been thinking more before starting starting to work and thinking, okay, this is the right design. But that's that's how I design. Mm -hmm. I, I make a lot of mistakes, and from the mistakes, I um, I try to to fix it until it's good for a project. Yeah, but I, I think it, it is the opposite of what I was taught in, in art school, where uh, for each project you sit down and uh, you think yeah, you think of the concept and what's good for the question. And for me, it's it's trying to fit in stuff that I've already worked on or interested in. Yeah, um, yeah but that's a great way of working. Yeah, I love it. Um, you already mentioned uh, Jus van Rossum a couple of times, who is a uh, typeface designer and a programmer. Mm -hmm. He's one of the creators of um, Drawbot. Mm -hmm. How did this collaboration started and how was it for you to see that you could industrialize your type work or your type it's treatments? Or magical. <laughs> um, we, well, we had met, well, I met him when I was still in uh, art school in The Hague when he was giving a lecture with Letero. That's Letero is just for Rossum Erik van Blokland. And um, they were doing thing with Robofond and um, uh, like everything which was not uh, the, the typical graphic design, but they were making interactive fonts and random fonts, and that was like pioneer work. And um, then we met, or I talked to him at a book presentation, and then he said, hey, maybe we should um, like visit each other sometimes because there's a lot of stuff that I, I can show you what you can do with mm -hmm. your type treatment. Mm -hmm. like, there's so much more possible. Yeah. And uh, and I, I was very honored that he said that. And I went home and I, I thought, oh, sh how, how can I like um, uh, take use of this invitation? Because for me to just go somewhere without a goal, I, I, I mm -hmm. get uh, shy. And um, and then uh, half a year later, I had this Lowlands assignment and I had already accepted the assignment and I was on holiday 
wor worrying about this project and then ding, the light went on. I thought, yes, I'm going to ask him if he yeah. wants to join me. Um, so uh, that's how it started and he immediately jumped in and um, that worked out great. Yeah, yeah, it's amazing like what you can do with the pro what, what you to get it made for yeah. Lowlands, but also what you can do with the the whole program uh, robot it's like yeah I wish I knew more because for every every single thing I just ask him because mm -hmm. he wrote the, the mother script and I I just changed the parameters in the script yeah so uh, sometimes I, I, I send him an email like hey it would be nice if we could flip things or if we could stretch out of um, proportion or if we could so that so we make over the year we made uh, changes in the, in mm -hmm. the script um, but it's it's amazing that uh, there's something that does it for you. Yeah. But you you knew that already, or you I heard know about that, it. Yeah. Um, but I never had uh, access to a big assignment where I could actually hire people. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so for me, design has always been like what uh, the boundaries I had was my skills or the skills of the the executor for making a book or, uh, and this is this was the first time that I could buy the experience, mm -hmm. and that's great. So you already have new plans, or? I I, I think I've asked just five times this year, like, hey, I have a project. I actually don't have time, but if we do it together, maybe you can help. And yes. then in the end, I, I do realize like programming doesn't make uh, stuff more time efficient. You just have more options, but not m not more yes. time. No, but I I think for like for setting parameters in mm -hmm. different sizes, it's very, especially in your. Uh, your design mm -hmm. it's very handy that you can just tweak the parameters and yeah. then but but in a way it's this it, it feels very connected to what I do in Illustrator because mm -hmm. most of my work I'm making in Illustrator and there I'm also always changing the parameters and step by step and then checking which one is the, the good the good uh, numbers mm -hmm. uh, but now I have because what I do is I mix a lot of different uh, filters and parameters on top of each other um, so I have to keep track of a whole recipe of, uh, of steps to follow in Illustrator and now I have all the steps combined into one machine and um, and that makes stuff a lot easier. Hmm. And um, does it also, because you told um, before that you also make commercials, so does the machine like the program also make the commercial or do you how, do you also make that yourself or? Uh, well, uh, the commercial is, is just a, an animation uh, for Lowland, so that's the only commercial I've ever made. Um, uh, that that is done in the machine, and then I have to combine some stuff in uh, After Effects. Okay. So we, I think the machine is more. The machine doesn't deliver finished designs, but it delivers material which I use in Illustrator or in After Effects or uh, Photoshop to continue to work. Yeah. On. Okay. So you create your own material, and then you're gonna. Yeah. It's like a, yeah. It. It's a, it's an image maker. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I use those images. Draws it. You are very interested in experimenting with new techniques mm -hmm. and um, figuring out how to industrialize mm -hmm. your process. And that's yeah, it's this obsession that to make stuff more efficient. Yeah. And uh, if you do something once, you're thinking, okay. If you do it twenty times, you're thinking, mm, I can I can do that in a week. And if you start to make stuff a hundred times, you're thinking, hmm, I think. Yeah. I think my arm hurts. <laughs> I need something to. Uh, but I really like gadgets and software. And, and can you already share some stuff that's coming on the festival uh, terrain, or can you tell about what we can expect there? A new festival tent. I think that's the biggest. 
but it's like completely new with new programming or it's it's just a new uh, um, well this has already been revealed on uh, social media by lowlands itself so now they're going to make a 24-hour area um, and uh, the uh, Lowlands used to have these five towers as an entrance. Those towers are going to be moved into this 24-hour area. Um, and uh, yeah, that's an all-over design. So we do the towers, the, the tent, that's like one one design. And um, I think that's ev- that's all I can say about mm. it. That's exciting. <laughs> it's big. Yeah. I had a dream about it, that, that it was finished, but then they, they put it into in a bunker. Like the uh, so th- I think that the towers were s- were sticking out of this concrete hmm. thing, and I thought, did we work so hard on, the, <laughs> on this thing? And then they were hiding it on the festival, so that um, explains my fear on how visible it will be. Yeah, it's going to be the main attraction. I don't know. I think a lot of stuff is big at Lowlands, so hmm. uh, like this this tent is not. There's no um, a concert being given in the tent. It's more drinking and shopping and hanging out. Is for you designing of an event different than designing for your spatial design uh, projects or for a book? Yes, very much. Uh, for a book, or if I have like poster projects or book, uh, then you know the deadline and after the deadline is finished. And uh, I've gotten acquainted with the fact uh, where the the peak the peaks are when it's busy, when it's less busy. So you have some control over your time and. It's hard work, but you know the you know the workflow. Um, for uh, spatial projects like the Schiphol fence, or uh, um, that is a different kind of uh, concentration because it also takes like one and a half years. So there was already uh, a different mm-hmm. workflow. But because I've done four or five projects in a short period, I thought, okay, now I know this trick. And then to work for a festival, it is uh, a time span of a whole year, including a holiday. And um, uh, I was v- so for a person on the personal level, it's much different because you cannot go for the crash and burn. I used to for for one time projects, I would just like, okay, it has to be finished by Monday. I'll work all all mm. weekend. I'll work all night. And for Lowlands, if you make a deadline on Friday, on Monday the phone rings again. So you have to have some energy on Monday too. And that was really uh, uh, like on a personal level. Uh, um, a shifter, like okay, mm-hmm. I have to to be more sustainable with my my time and energy to make stuff work on the long run. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and the other time, what is nice is that you have the time to grow within a project. So uh, I have a like my client is uh, uh, I feel very trusted by my client, and they say okay, well we can try this. And uh, there has been stuff uh, that I'm not so happy with, uh, but because it's all like. Uh, short term like on Instagram or uh, in a magazine ad so after a week stuff is invisible starts to become invisible so you have more time to experiment uh, more time to like if something goes wrong it's not so like it's it's very sad if something is not 100% beautiful mm-hmm. um, but uh, you have time to fix it the next time yeah and uh, that's something that um, I think this year maybe I have not been taking so much advantage of to let a project grow because there was so much new to uh, to understand but I can imagine that for the year after, uh, you know that you have this play field. Yeah. And also what is nice about this festival is that it's not an identity, but it's, it's more a city. So uh, stuff doesn't have to be exactly the same format each time, as long as you can see like, oh, this is kind of the same. It is a, it, it, it connects. Yeah. 
Uh, and I think that freedom is very rare. I think if you would work for an identity, then uh, you have uh, yeah, stuff is much more stricter. Mm -hmm. And uh, and here it's just yeah, I'm in charge. Yeah. What is the the main thing that you have learned during the project? Um, to trust other people. <laughs> I was a freak in doing everything myself. Yeah. And for this project, it's not possible. And it's very scary because mm -hmm. uh, there's a lot of people who have been working for Lowlands for 15 years and now I have to send them files and uh, typefaces and instructions and uh, mm. uh, and I just have to say, yeah, this is how you do it. Please send your results and I'll check it. <laughs> mm -hmm. uh, and working with an assistant, which um, yeah, she, she also started with just doing the smaller stuff and there's just not much time, so she's also doing the bigger stuff. Yeah. And still, I feel very much connected with what she does because it's really my brainchild, and uh, mm -hmm. um, that's super nice. Working together with a programmer is um, is very nice, uh, and um, so I think what happened thanks to Lowlands is the shift from the me and I to we as a studio, and uh, because I cannot take all the credits for what what has happened because mm -hmm. we did it with a team. Yeah, and I think that's very nice. Yeah, but it's, that's also because of the size you... Uh yeah, but also expertise. Yeah. Because yeah, there's exactly. people better at, do, at certain stuff. Mm -hmm. And before I would just do them myself or not do them mm -hmm. at all. And now I just ask, can you help me? Yeah. Uh, there's an opportunity here to yeah. make something. Yeah. It's good to realize mm -hmm. that you can be happy with stuff that didn't come out of my fingers, but to connect to what I've been making. Um, so making for like handmade work into exporting your your style to that somebody else can make it is a big step yeah so you make now guidelines to yeah kind of yeah 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 i can imagine that it's a big sh that it's a big shift yeah to but i think you know if you yeah you have to grow in this otherwise you yeah. get bored so i think we're gonna wrap up <laughs> um where can oh um, do you have upcoming talks where people can Yes, I will be talking at Us by Night in Antwerp, which is in November um, and this Friday. But This Friday, yeah, yeah that's a bit soon. Yeah. <laughs> Where can people follow you? Uh, my website is www.hansje.net or Facebook Hansje van Halem or Instagram Hansje van Halem or Twitter Hansje van Halem. <laughs> Basically, at <Yeah>. Hansje van Halem. <laughs> Just find me anywhere. <laughs> Oh, nice. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. Hi, guys. Thanks for listening to the Neil Murray Show. Before I go, I have a request. If you can spend a couple of minutes rating the show on iTunes, that would be extremely helpful for other people to find out about the show. We are on twitter.com slash and on Facebook at facebook.com slash And we also have an email newsletter. So if you want to get the news directly into your inbox and be notified when we publish a new episode, you can go to neomarais.com slash subscribe. The Neo Marais Show is brought to you with the support of Tabletto. Tabletto is a typographic game with which you can design any letter form or number in all languages. Besides making type, you can use the Tabletto shapes to make whatever you like. Check it out on tablato.nl and get 10% off on checkout using promo code NEOMORE. Yeah, it, it's it's strange to talk so non-visual and that when you ask me 
can you can you describe your project? I'm thinking, yeah, but I see the lines. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you all see the lines? 